Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to have you think about your business and not just do your business. One of the challenges I see with so many remodelers and design build type companies out there today, they're spending all of their time doing the business, not just thinking about and planning the business. So what I've done with this podcast series is I really come up with, I think, relevant topics, topics that are more thought provoking. Hopefully they allow you to really have some further dialogue and narrative with different members of your team about some of these things. You know, this notion of, I think, questions as it relates to your business is so important. The adage, you know, if you don't know the answers, at least know the questions. So today I'm going to be talking about some key questions that you need to be thinking about when it comes to your business. And I would say now more than ever, there's so many different questions that are out there. You know, when you think about the environment that we're in, we've been driving along and it was so foggy and so murky for a period of time. And then finally the fog lifted, but more importantly, the fog was still out there. It was just ahead of us. We didn't really know exactly what's around the corner. I think everybody is feeling a degree of optimism in that the homeowners certainly are calling and you're able to see leads, you're able to see sales. But also, I think there's a lot of headwinds out there as it relates to supply chain and labor issues and some of the backlogs that you're experiencing that just really reduce the level of uh, efficiency as it relates to your projects. You know, one of the questions I've asked audiences over the years is, you know, how many of you would like to see a backlog? Imagine that you had a six to 12 month backlog in terms of your projects. And it's amazing how how remodelers get just literally, you can see in their faces, they're so comforted with that degree of having a one year backlog, but now you have it and you realize it's not necessarily comforting. It's actually disruptive for your business. So I I just encourage spend more time thinking about your business, not just doing it. So the best way I think to go about doing that is in addition to asking some key questions that I'm going to be sharing with you is also to carve out some time for yourself. You know, I'm a big believer that treat yourself with the same degree of importance that you do your clients, your suppliers, your team members, and make a few appointments with yourself. Imagine, for example, you're looking at your Outlook calendar and you block out, you know, a couple of 30 minute appointments this week to focus on, you know, the longer term kind of view of things. It's important that you spend, I think, a percentage of your time on the long term, the medium, and then obviously the bulk on the the short term. But what you can't be doing is focusing too, too much of your time just on the short term. That's not what your clients would want. That's not what your team and certainly your family would want. You've got to be able to look out to the horizon a little bit further out. And the only way to do that is carve out time to be able to do that. So with all that being said, I'm going to talk today about 10 questions. And these questions are ones that I think you can just jot down. I'll add a little bit of color, but the more important thing, jot down each one of these 10 questions, and they're written about in my Fit to Grow book. 
if you jot down each one and then just take a little bit of time, whether it's a cup of coffee or a beer, a glass of wine, and just reflect on the answers to these. And I think if you do reflect on the answers, you're going to find, I think, the insights that you need to really know that you're heading out towards the mountains as opposed to going to the seashore in terms of the vision of things. So the first question is, I think you really have to ask yourself, what business am I really in? I think at the end of the day, we oftentimes think of ourselves as remodelers, as builders. But at the, is that really what it's all about? You know, Nike CEO once said, uh, we're not in the shoe business. We're in the marketing business. Think about that. You know, I know there's a bunch of remodeling companies out there that see themselves as more of a, it's all about the client experience. It's not necessarily about doing projects. So I think understanding what kind of business you're in also allows you to know what that sweet spot of the type of projects and the type of clients that ultimately will be able to you'll be able to serve. Number two is, why are you in business? You know, I've actually spent some time, and I thought everybody was in business for similar reasons, and I've talked about the seven different motivations that people have in business. And these motivations are not black and white. We're all kind of a combination, but there's no question that as I travel around and certainly talk to people all around the country, the motivations that individual owners in a business like yours does in fact vary. In some cases, it's all about the business itself and growing something that's meaningful and substantial. In some cases, it's more about the return on investment. It's more about the profitability within the business. And while I certainly respect that, I certainly would also be the first to say to that person that stands on a soapbox and says, you know, the only reason I'm in business is for that profitability is not necessarily the case. You know, one of the motivations that I see in a lot of businesses out there today, especially family-based businesses, it's really more about the legacy. It's really more about what happens after I transition out of the business. You know, is it really more the entrepreneurial or, or the business really feeds, I think, your creative spirit and allows you to do some interesting things. But I think the more that you understand why you're in this business, why you're doing what you're doing, I think the more successful you can be. A lot of businesses fail, not necessarily because of competency, because they didn't have a strong why, and therefore they get disillusioned. Um, what's my end game in business? You know, this is something that oftentimes uh, we see that they wait Business owners, leaders wait too long. I've worked with many business owners and leaders that, you know, five to 10 years out, that's when you need to be thinking more than ever of what is your end game. And it's not so much, you know, sitting on the beach and clipping coupons in retirement. It's what's your end game in terms of your business? What's that transition? I know many, many years ago, I, I uh, thought about this and started thinking about who potentially could fire me 
so that I could move on to other sort of things. And as a result of that, I actually developed specific leaders in the country, in our, in our company to be able to be better so that they could, in fact, step up and have a more significant role. But understanding what your end game is in the business is really important. I think today, especially with home improvement businesses, we're seeing a level of private equity and consolidation coming in. Businesses are moving and selling like they never have before in the home improvement community. Another number four is how do you define success? Now, success obviously can be more per per personal thing, but the reality is, is any company has to be able to have a definition of success. I know when it came to a project level of success, many years ago, I started to ask some of the different people and we actually summarized success on projects really on three basic factors. Number one was they could say, you could say it's a successful project if it was on time. On time is about utilization of our of your resource. Imagine, for example, in the airline or transportation industry, if everything is not on time and it's completely chaos, it absolutely is not effective and it's not efficient and it's very, very frustrating for all of the members. Remodeling is very similar to that in that if something is on time, you're going to meet expectations. You're going to be able to schedule properly. You're going to be able to operationally. The second was is on budget. You know, you need to have financial acumen when it comes to the projects. You need to be able to predict what things are going to cost and deliver on those predictions. You know, I know in our remodeling business many years ago, when we went way, way back, we saw a huge deviation. We put a spotlight on that and we got to the point where the actual versus estimating costs were within 1%. And that was where we felt a degree of control over the projects that was very different. And the third element is delighted clients. It's not good enough for saying they're success, they're satisfied. They have to be delighted to And when you put those three things together on time plus on budget plus does delighted clients, now we have a formula. Now we're all rowing together. We can all talk about, you know, success on a remodeling project is really not uh, an art. It's really more of a science. Number five is how fit are you? You know, it's great to say you're doing this business. It's great to raise your hand if you say you've got good team, good quality projects, uh, certainly good clients. But is that really a fit business? You know, in my book, How Fit Is Your Business? I wrote about uh, the 10 criteria. So it takes the client through, takes you through looking at your business, like going to the doctor and getting a fitness checkup. It looks at your cholesterol, looks at your blood pressure in terms of your business. You know, it's not just about the profitability. It's not just about the team. It's not just about the product itself. It's a collection of those things, just like when it comes to our personal health and fitness. You know, it is the mind and the body that makes, I think, the level of fitness. And I think the more that you think about that as it relates to your business, but have a quantifiable way. And once you have a quantifiable way, just like in medicine and personal health, you can actually compare. You can actually create a plan that is in fact focused on the the degree of improvement that you want. 
Uh, number six on my list is how do you define growth? You know, similar to what your motivations are in a business, there's a lot of different ways to define growth. There's many people out there that are defining growth based on their market share, based on their brand, based on their level of profitability. But what I will say is that there are different ways to define growth. And the most important element here is you have to ask not only yourself, but you have to ask your team, how do we define growth? And if you can get your key team members together and have an interesting discussion wrapped around defining growth and coming up with three to five things that really is the makeup of how you guys want to think about growth. Now you have a way to get in sync with each other. And if you're in sync with each other, you're going to be aligned. And if you're aligned, you're going to see a high degree of success. Number seven is how positioned you are. You know, one of the elements when it comes to the business fitness is positioning. How positioned you are. Is your business sustainable? You know, are you putting the right time and energy into your brand, into your marketing, into developing your team? You know, your team are your greatest assets. Are you positioning them for the future, not just make hay for now? You know, positioning for growth is one of the elements that I talk about when it comes to the uh, business fitness that oftentimes is not necessarily thought about. You know, so investing some amount of time, it may be only three to five percent of your time that's really focused on positioning, not just doing, I think you're going to be more successful. Number eight, when it comes to key questions, are others in your team aligned with your vision and your goals and your priorities? Well, that sounds like a simple question, but when I'm working with leadership teams or even owners, I ask that all the time. And then I do one-on-one conversations and I find that it's not unusual. Team members may be gung-ho about the overall vision, but they don't necessarily understand the more medium and short-term goals. They may not understand or be aligned and with each other in terms of what the priorities are. By simple having conversations wrapped around that and asking yourself, I'm a big believer in the power of three, in that if you can isolate the three top goals, the three top priorities, the three areas that you want to improve upon, just three and get others aligned with those three, the likelihood of success uh, is much greater. So number nine on my list is, uh, are you and your team members uh, 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 kind of working off of a plan or a sheet of music, or are you kind of winging it? You know, it's been said, if you fail to plan, plan to fail. And I don't need to kind of share any more little adages about these topics, but it's so important that you do, in fact, have a plan. Imagine you're doing a remodeling project, and uh, all you had was a little to-do list, build build a deck. Well, there's no blueprint. There's no floor plan. There's no material list. There's no kind of schedule. There's no communication. There's no meeting schedule with the client and, and certainly the, the field members. You know, those are the elements that make up a plan. So you need to have a plan for your business. Why not treat your business with the same degree of reverence that you do your projects? You know, you wouldn't even think about doing projects like this without 
some degree of a blueprint or a plan. And then number 10 on my list is kind of a broader question. I encourage you just to reflect and think about this is, are you fit to grow? You know, in my book, Fit to Grow, I have 12 business themes that really are oriented towards helping you look through the same pair of lenses as you want the team members to look. And I think if you can have not only the fundamental uh, blood pressure and, and certainly cholesterol check in place, and you're looking at things through the right lenses, those collectively together will give you the ability to position. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast series today, focused on questions. But again, these may not be your questions that you're asking, but what I do know, the more questions that you're asking, the more successful you're going to be. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Remodeling Mastery Podcast by Mark G. Richardson, supported by Professional Remodeler Magazine, Engage, Leap, Marlamar, and Destination Motivation. Check out our earlier podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.